Craft Beer Radio, episode 145, take two, recorded on October 2nd, 2009. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show where technology stymies us at every turn. I'm Jeff Bear. I'm Greg Weiss, and uh, this is take two of our Michigan show because the first one it didn't quite work out. Yeah, we use um, Audition to record the show, and we did the pre-show and hit save, and the save dialog box save. never came up. Never, ever, ever. I'm like that sucks. We we'll reboot the computer and go do the main show. We didn't think of doing a test recording. So we did about 20 minutes of the main show, and it and refused to save as well. Happened. So we gave up, and we waited, and now we're back, and we're doing it again, and we have a backup system. Yes, now. yes. Uh, we've learned from our mistakes, and uh, so we're recording this in addition, and we also have an auxiliary recorder going, so... What's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, a backup, I guess. I was yes, looking for a an fanc- off-site backup. I was looking for a fancier <laughs> word, but backup is fancy as, as fancy as we need. So like I said... Michigan. We've done Michigan before. We're doing some other Michigan beers. It's rather appropriate that we're doing the Michigan show tonight. We have the Michigan beers because we bet the Brew Bubba's that the Penguins would win the Stanley Cup over Detroit because mm-hmm. they're from Michigan. And they took us up on that because they thought it was going to be an easy win. And the Penguins came out. It, and, it almost was. Yeah, won in Game <laughs> 7. Tonight's the uh, season opener for the Penguins. They just hoisted the Stanley Cup banner. So these beers will taste even sweeter for me this evening. Let's do this beer first. This is the Michigan Brewing Company's Mackinac Pale Ale. Right. This is 5% alcohol by volume. Now, unfortunately, for all these beers, I could not get much information. Like, I usually try to get information on you know, what, what they're made with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Not much available here. So we're just going to have to go with our guts and see what we find. Did you rinse your glass yet? Uh, I did, yes. Okay. Yeah, we had a uh, Flanders Red in the pre-show, so that would kind of... Flandersy type beer. Yeah. yeah. And that was the Big Rock Chop House... What was that called? Maple Road? Maple Road. Road. Uh, it was a beer we had last week. We recapped it, so we didn't know if it would be worthy for a main show. Held up its carbonation ra- really nicely from being recapped when it was only you know, two-thirds filled. Yeah. And uh, still tasted great in the pre-show. So t- listen to that. Well, we didn't really talk about the beer, did we? We just said, mm, yum. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty show. So no point in going back and listening to that because we didn't describe it at all. The Flanders Red, it was. the This is the Big Rock Shop House Maple Road. Not quite as tart as like a Rodenbach Grand Cru or a Lafayette, but very pleasant, very drinkable. Mm-hmm. I drink a lot of that. Oh, yeah. that would be It's a very drinkable beer. very uh, and, and probably not too expensive. Not nearly as expensive as like a Rodenbach, I would, I would guess. Uh, we have no idea. I, I wouldn't even want to register a guess. What if it's one of their you know limited edition reserves? That's true. So. That's true. Who knows? So this is the Michigan Brewing Company's Mackinac Pale Ale. Okay. Uh, this won a gold medal at the 2006 World Expo of Beer. It's unfiltered, dry hopped. That's all I can tell you that's not marketing speed. All right. So you can definitely smell the hops aroma when you pick this puppy up. What kind of hops? Not too sure. I think there's a little bit of cascade in there, but... It's really malty and earthy too, so there might be yeah, some, your, might be some English hops in there as well, but it's hard to say. Malty, and if there's anything, kind of a little bit of an orange tinge to the mm-hmm. hop, the orange uh, flavor. 
Aroma? Yeah, from the aroma, I would call that, you know, it smells, smells like a good English pale ale, lots of malt backbone, and definitely American-made because, you know, there's a dry hop. There's a lot of hops on top of it. Let's see how the flavor carries through. It's really hoppy. So much hoppier than it smells. Yeah. And it has a great toffee finish to it. I love the malt backbone on this beer. I love these pale ales that give this monster malt, you know, biscuity, bready, toffee backbone to it. So the malt is kind of um, like a toasted French bread. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what it it tastes like um, at first. And the hops are... A bit of a like, like I said before, it, it, the orange came through, uh, but also, hmm, maybe even a, a slight pineapple, and yeah, it ends on kind of a toffee note, like you said, a, mm-hmm. a, a dark toffee, like Heath, yeah, yeah, like Heath bar. I do get a little bit of pineapple. It's, it's reminiscent of like. I guess more like pineapple juice than pineapple to me. It, mm-hmm. It's a little acidic and citric, and it doesn't really have how to describe what the pineapple has, or you know that what's different between the pineapple and the pineapple juice, other than just being you know sweet liquid. Uh, pineapple juice uh, tends to it, it, it's a little bit more acidic. It yeah. doesn't have the you know the the fiber and the juiciness that you yeah. get when you have a fresh. Right. Uh, pineapple, so it's just more concentrated acidity. Yeah, it just reminds me more of that than right. the meat of the pineapple. And if it was pineapple meat, it would definitely be the soft, ripened part, and you mm-hmm. know, towards the outside, not the uh, inner fibrous uh, yeah. core. I uh, wanted to make a correction here. This is not a gold medal winner. That was the in High Seas India Pale Ale. This is the Mackinac Pale Ale, one below it on this mm-hmm. list. So I apologize for the mistake. Do they have a style for this American Pale Ale? They probably? call it a classic American style Pale Ale. Okay. It has a lot of malt to it, and that's why I thought it smelled a little bit English at first. Mm-hmm. There's so much hops in the flavor. It's obviously yeah. an American style. Um, but I love the balance on it. It plays back and forth. The beginning of the sip is hoppy and bitter. The end of the sip finishes with that great breadiness, that toastiness, that toffee. It's got a nice body to it, too. It doesn't feel watery at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the carbonation is very smooth, close to velvety, not quite, but close. It goes down very easily. Drinkable, although a little bit bitter. You know, wouldn't have five or six of these. It would probably kind of overwhelm your tongue. Would probably go well with, uh, let's see, French onion soup. Probably go really well with that. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Something with a hefty crouton sitting underneath mm-hmm. the cheese. I'm just thinking, you know, those dark, uh, the, the the dark caramelized onion flavor uh, mixed with sort of the chickeny broth mm-hmm. and uh, the cheese to help kind of take some of the bitterness away. Yeah, that's a very good call for the food pairing on this one. You know what I think this would go good with? Like a, a chocolate truffle or something, like a citrus truffle. I think it would pair well with the chocolate truffle. Bring in the citrus, do the like-like. Yeah, the yeah, it might it would actually probably work pretty well. Uh we found, much to our surprise, uh, at um, at several beer fests that uh, chocolate and beer go well mm-hmm. together. So, yeah, because this one is that you know bready and a little bit of citrus in there, and I think if you found a truffle that was citric, an orange truffle or something, right. that'd be pretty good. So that was tasty. That I was the uh, Michigan Brewing Company. They have a uh, part of the Michigan Brewers Guild. 
and the logo for the Michigan's Brewer Guild is a hop, but it has a little thumb to it, right? So it looks like Michigan. Let's go from a pale ale to an India pale ale. This is the Dragon Mead Brewery, and we have Crown Jewels India pale ale. Crown Jewels. And uh, the slogan is, those are some big jewels. Their site has a lot of information on all types of their beers, except for this one. I don't know why. It just does. 7% alcohol by volume. They uh, call it an American India Pale Ale. Probably pretty hoppy. Uh, we didn't talk about the color of the last one, but... last one was a lighter tan. Um, copperish. Copper. Cloudy. Mm-hmm. This one's red-ish, reddish. Yeah, it's still, well. still kind of yellow-orange-ish. You know, hold it to the light, it really looks orange. Hold it down to the to the table and it's red. has a, a thin, white, uh, creamy head to it. Not really creamy, what's the word? Just a... It's a thin, almost almost like a, a two dimensional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it's actually going away quickly here. As I watch it, it's fading. We are drinking, by the way, in brandy. Well, in not brandy snifters, but dogfish head tulip glasses, which are close to brandy snifters. I'd call it a snifter. It's not quite as tall as a tulip would be. Mm. The hops in this one really aren't as pronounced in the aroma. I mean, there's some there, and there you can smell that they're. Bigger hops in there. There's how do I want to put that? Yeah, these last two beers have been kind of missing out on, on aroma. They haven't been very expressive in I that. Thought the last one had probably more hop aroma than this one. It did, but it, it still wasn't just like bam, you're smelling something. Right, right. You know, the best beers, the very best beers, have both an incredible aroma and incredible flavor. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I'm um, getting like a lemony lime type aroma on there. It reminds me a bit of lemon. Like yeah. Seven up. Exactly. I mean, that's the kind of thing I'm getting the aroma, though. I can see that. I'm. Yeah, I was going to say maybe lemongrass, but lemon lime works just as well. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting flavor. My first thought was oh, this is a lot like. You know, a Three Floyd's uh, Dreadnought or something, where you get a lot of... It's a completely different kind of malt. Instead of being toasty and biscuity toffee, this one is more... Sear... Or, uh, how do I put that? Molasses isn't really the right word. How would you describe the this beer? Take a pancake. Okay. Put a whole bunch of... Bitter marmalade on it. Okay. Right? Right. You're getting some of the uh, rind from the orange. Right. You're getting some some of that kind of flavor that comes from a pancake batter along with this very intensely bitter and intensely – I shouldn't say intensely bitter. Intensely resinous Mm -hmm. uh, flavor. That is kind of this deep uh, flavor of uh, bitter tangerine. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of grapefruit in there. Right. But the malt around it, just for some reason, I'm thinking pancake. Yeah. I mean, 
still not feeling pancake, but I'm not sure what I am, you know, feeling with the flavor. It's just that, that mm-hmm. you know, but, but the flour. The orange marmalade that you described, you know, take some of the sweetness out of marmalade. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. That's a good call. Uh, not sure how to describe the malty part, though. It, it, the, it, it, it's very much one of those wagon train beers uh, where there's a circle of malt and in the middle is a whole bunch of bitterness. So you, I describe, we described the, the wagon train beers before where you get this thing on your tongue where there's one, a circle around and there's a sort of tighter circle mm-hmm. in the center. It's really bitter and, and, and resinous in the middle and then the outside, that's where you're getting some of the malty flavors. Right. And, but they're light. And that's why I'm thinking pancake because they're not, you know, especially dark and toasty. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm muffin, maybe you know, something along sure. those lines. I'm having a hard time coming up with good descriptions of this beer. It's, it's stymieing me. It, it, it's a. Uh, it's not a bad beer. No, no, no. I, I, I'm enjoying it. It's just hard to put words to. It. The, the flavors really blend together. Dare I say, muddled together. And it's it's hard to pick out. It's a little out, muddled. I agree. It's hard to pick out distinct things, but it doesn't taste bad at all. I wouldn't say it's the best IPA I've ever had either. I mean, it, no, it, it's but uh, you really can't fault it. There's like no, you can't. It, it's it's decent for what it is, and it certainly has its own distinctiveness to it. But it is a little bit muddled, and it is a little uh, confusing to the mm-hmm. tongue. It, it took us some time, and it's still we're still trying to penetrate. I'm it. getting a different hop aroma now, and it's a it's like a stinky hop aroma. It's not skunked. It's not catty. But it's it's one of those harsh, aggressive type hop aromas. You getting that now? Yeah, I am actually. I'm not sure how I would describe that either. This beer is just really confusing me. Yeah, it's it doesn't have distinctive flavor lines. It's very mushy. Is just the perfect term for it. It's all kind of thrown mm-hmm. together, and. While that makes it kind of drinkable, it also makes it harder to really enjoy. What would you put with this beer? I was thinking about that in terms of in terms of food because it's 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 hard to think of a food that would really that this goes well with just because the muddled taste doesn't mm-hmm. lead to doesn't lead me to in any one direction. I mean, maybe something that has itself. A lot of flavors, like, no, like a chili. You know where it's taking me? I must be on a dessert cake. It's taking me to cheesecake. No, no, I don't see it. Cheesecake would be too sweet, and um, I think this might seem a little bit drier compared to cheesecake. And it, well, I haven't used the word citric yet. There's that. There's still a, a floral type aroma to that type flavor, and. Um, I think that the cheesecake might seem make it seem a little bit drier and might contrast a little bit more because it seems a little bit sweet by itself. Maybe it's like uh, you know, maybe with a light peach syrup or something on it. Still not seeing it. Okay. I don't see cheesecake with this at all. Like I said, I, I think that you need something with a lot of flavor to kind of balance out this, the fact that this has kind of a lot of muddled flavor. Mm-hmm. And so chili is the one thing I suggested. Uh, nachos, you know, something that... It has a whole bunch of flavors. Salsa. I think I went dessert on this one because it has a really creamy, full-body texture on this one. And I was thinking ice cream at first, but 
I, I jumped from that to cheesecake. I think cheesecake's a much better fit, but I don't want to dwell on cheesecake, especially since Greg doesn't think it's there. I want to dwell on cheesecake. I would certainly dwell on the cheesecake that Michelob gave to us. Uh, that, that was an good. amazing cheesecake. That was pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't really a big fan of the Jack's pumpkin ale, but the cheesecake was yeah. something special. Okay, that was the Dragon Mead Crown Jewels India Pale Ale. Now we're going to move on to another big rock chop house. This is their Saison Street, Saison St. Clair. Saison St. Clair sounds like a porn star. I got no alcohol information on this. I have no information on this whatsoever. That looks more Saisonish to me than the other farmhouse. It looks kind of uh, Pilsner-ish. It's super oh, golden, yeah. super clear, big, big white frothy head on it. Doesn't smell like a Pilsner. Does it smell a bit funky? I thought it smelled some funk when I popped the cap. <laughs> sure doesn't smell like a Pilsner. Big frothy head, very active bubbles. It's a finger high, and it, it's replenishing right now. It's building on itself. Oh, look at that beer. That beer's a beautiful beer. Look at that. You just see all the bubbles coming up through it. It's super mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. This is, uh, so it, it's, the smell is tart citrus, particularly lime. Much more lime than lemon. There's a little bit of, I haven't tasted it yet, so uh, I think there might be Breton here. There's a little bit of earthiness to it. I wouldn't quite say leathery, but there's a little bit of earthiness in the aroma. Yeah. I think dusty, uh, I think dusty right. aroma. Ooh, ridiculous amount of carbonation in it. It just zings all over your mouth. Oh yeah, it's it's a tart puppy, isn't it? Mm, it's tart, and it's got it's got some very very earthy mushroomy flavors. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, Something along the lines of chanterelles or uh, okay, uh, sh- maybe shiitake. You know, not not like uh, cremini's, you know, your standard mushrooms, but something more woody. It's been a long time since I've had phantom. Too long. So I'm not sure how closely this compares to phantom, but I just pulled something out of the database where it's like, hey, I think this might be like phantom. I think Phantom's a lot fuller, a lot more... This one's zingy, right? I think Phantom, if I remember right, it's a little more yeasty, a little bit creamier, fuller body. Mm-hmm. But the earthiness on it might be the same. I, I feel weird saying it like, it might be the same, because something in my subconscious tells me that it is, <laughs> but I don't really remember. So earthy, woody notes to go along with uh, a, a very tart feeling in the back of your tongue. And something of, even though the, the tartness is more reminiscent of lime, the flavor is a little bit more reminiscent of lemon. Mm-hmm. It really dries your cheeks out when you drink this puppy. Mm-hmm. That's too many times I've said puppy in a row, so it really dries your cheeks out. I said up. certainly too many times already, so yeah. it's okay. You're excused. Very it's a pretty beer, isn't it? Very pretty beer. Very nice to handle. Really, if you're into saisons, definitely recommend it. Yeah, this is, uh, it's good. It's a little funkier than your average Saison. That's okay. I like that. 
mm-hmm. in a saison. I mean, that's what I'm. It's kind of what I'm going for in a saison. I, I like them. I like farmhouses mm-hmm. to embrace their funk. I'm trying to think if there's a Russian river beer like this. It's funkier than Damnation. Definitely not as funky as like uh, Sanctification. And I'm sure there's some in between there that I haven't really had experience of trying. So it's, you know, it is kind of like a porn star. You know, it's a little bit funky, but you'd hit it. I'd hit it. <laughs> it's very pretty. It is very pretty to look at. It's, it's, it's ridiculously clear. We'll have to see if there's any sediment when we get to the bottom yeah. of the bottle. But it doesn't taste like it's filtered, for sure. But I did a very good job decanting it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, it also helps it was a bomber. Mm-hmm. So there's still half the beer left. I got a little bit left here. I'm going to work out a bunch of carbonation because it's so ridiculously carbonated. I want to see how much of the zinc is from the carbonic acid, how much is from, you know, whatever other acidic things are in the beer. And if you are a first-time listener or recent listener, the best way to get the carbonation out is to swirl around a lot. That yeah. Greg's giving it one hell of a swirl. It really releases a lot of the extra carbonation. It, it agitates it enough to, to get that extra carbonation out. Still very acidic. I mean, it's still very acidic. Most of the zing was not coming from the CO2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely still... It's like little tiny pincers on your tongue. Mm-hmm. Almost. Little, uh, little jellyfish. In a good way. It's good without as much carbonation, but I think the carbonation really helped it. Helped the spirit. It, it really helped it makes be it pop. fresh, you know? It was, it, yeah, it, it makes it, it pop. It, it gave it this, uh, yeah, like you said, a pop, a little bit of a spring in its step. Without it, it feels... It also helped wash the sourness off of your palate. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of lingering a little bit more, and it'll be a much more... Uh, yeah, it feels a little dead without it. It feels a little yeah. bit like it's um, just... Staying there mm-hmm. instead of jumping around. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Best with ridiculous amounts of carbonation. That is the big rock chop house Saison St. Clair. And it comes with ridiculous amounts of carbonation, so it comes at its best. At least this bottle did. Yep. All right, next we're moving on to on a, a brewery that I actually can get here in Pennsylvania. And this is Founders Brewing Company. And we're doing their porter. Now, we've dark. had, of course... The slogan is dark, rich, and sexy. We've had plenty of, of beers from Founders before. We've had the, their breakfast in Kentucky Breakfast. We've had... Uh, I think we've had some IPAs from them. This is the first time I've had their porter. Yeah, I don't think I've had their porter yet either, so... 6.5% ABV. So... 1.5 drinks, standard drinks. <laughs> what was the standard drink? 12 ounces? 4%. 4%. Yeah. yeah. That was an Australian term that we had on some Australian beers. I just like it too much to not use it all the time. Yeah. Okay, this one's a big change. It pours. Look at that thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be a porter, but it pours midnight black. Yeah. There's this no highlights, very, very there's dark. nothing shining through that glass. It has a medium tan head on it. it. Smells roasty. It smells like bitter chocolate. It smells Bill's bitter chocolate powder. Mm-hmm. Like like um, Dutch chocolate powder. Yeah. 
But again, I'm just not getting a huge amount of aroma here. Really? I'm getting all that porter type roast, you know, I'm getting this burnt malt, I mean, you know, dark roasted malt. I'm getting that bitter chocolate. Getting a little bit of oats, actually. It smells like, I don't know if there's oatmeal in this beer. I doubt that there's oatmeal in this beer, but I'm getting an aroma that reminds me of it. Maybe I shouldn't have snorted all that chalk before the show. Yeah, that would, that's probably a good idea. Be very surprised if there wasn't oats in here. Because mm-hmm. I can taste that sort of slimy texture that comes from oats. The, and I, I say slimy in a good way. I know some people say slimy is not good. I like you could call slimy. it silky. No, you couldn't. Yeah. Because it's kind of, it's not silky. It doesn't, you know, feel okay. smooth and, sure. and, and sexy. And a little more gelatinous. Yes, exactly. Gelatinous would be a, a way of putting it. I guess it would not be necessarily uh, pejorative. But I mm-hmm. like slimy as a term. I think it works. I've said in the past, long-time listeners have heard this probably three or four times, you know, a lot of people will call oats and beer silky. I tend to call it slimy because generally I don't like that flavor. Greg adopted it as a positive term. And I enjoy the flavor of this beer, so I don't I wouldn't necessarily go with slimy, but yeah, I definitely think I'd be surprised too if there wasn't oats added to this beer. Chocolate, a little bit of maybe do- co- coffee. I don't think there's actually coffee in the beer, but just some coffee uh, flavors are coming through. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the burnt carbon flavor. And, I'm know, thinking like a lighter, not like blackstrap molasses, but a lighter molasses or a syrup type flavor. Now, I didn't have that French toast, the brioche French toast that you had, but did, okay. did, did that have a similar kind of flavor? You mean the last morning we, before we left Denver? I mean, a good French uh, toast, I think, some, has a little bit of this flavor, a little bit of this, you know, I don't charred recall. caramelization on it. Yeah, I don't recall. With a little bit of sweetness to it, too, because it's been soaking in... Mm. Yeah, eggs and sugar. So there's obviously some vanilla flavor that comes through here too. Um, That's a hell of a porter. Hoppy. There's you getting hops. I there, wasn't really there, picking up much a, hops. There's a good amount of bitterness to this porter, and the hops are coming to me late in the back, and they taste. Kind of centennial to me, but they may be Cascade. I'm, I'm kind of iffy on which ones they are, but I, I'm pretty sure it's one of the two. I just love the uh, the amount of roast, the amount of chocolate that's in this beer. It uh, it's full. It's not astringent like some porters can be. Mm-hmm. It's super drinkable. Very drinkable. Very. That's a hell of a very porter. flavorful. I you know I wish I was smelling more. To, to round it out, mm-hmm. you certainly were smelling more. I like. I just it. finished it off with the last sip, and it actually, I started. I picked a little booziness out of it. Really, you starting to taste some of that alcohol. Last sip, I thought I tasted it. It was either it was either that or it was a little bit of a sweeter zing to it. But, well, six point five percent. That's pretty high for a porter, right? I mean, most porters mm-hmm. are, are around five point yeah, seven, five point six. I mean, for a robust porter, though, I wouldn't be surprised if they go up to seven, seven two, seven five. Yeah. I mean, all right, the next beer we're doing is from Dark Horse Brewing in Marshall, Michigan. This is the Three Guy Off the Scale Barley Wine. Oh, wait. Vintage. Vintage. This uh, won the 2007 Bronze Medal in the Great American Beer Fest. Well, that sounds good. 
This is a pretty high alcohol barley wine. I mean, I mean, barley wines are obviously high alcohol, 11, 12%. This one's 15. Oh, is that it? So that's a lot of standard drinks. So the color is this deep reddish copper. It doesn't have much of a head. Oh, yeez. The boy does it have aroma. Oh, man, does that have aroma. Very sweet, sugary, malty aroma. Okay, smell it again. Close your eyes. Candy cane. Like the, the sweet, fruity type of candy cane. Not okay, the, the sweet, cane. fruity kind, not, not the, the minty candy yeah. cane. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. To me, it smells like just like those the the fruit candy canes. Same thing as those big uh, fruity lollipops yeah. you get at the carnival. So, other than the candy cane, I'm getting a little little minty zing from the alcohol, like a like a fermented honey type thing, like a little hot alcohol. But I think the fruit flavored candy cane says it all for me. Mm. So let's see what this thing tastes like. Pow! Right to the kisser. A lot of flavor, uh, particularly a lot of uh, Marchiana cherry sweetness, sherry almost, mm-hmm. and alcohol, definitely alcohol. Bitter, pretty bitter. There's a fair amount of hops there. I'm trying to figure out the sweetness, how to see Marchiana cherry is not really, not really what I'm thinking. I'm thinking more of spiced apple rings type spicing in there mm. like you know a little bit of cinnamon a little bit of not much cinnamon you know just, just a pinch of cinnamon mm-hmm. i don't even know what they put in spiced apple rings other than that it's lots of high fructose corn syrup i'm sure hmm. when i think spiced apple ring i also think apple pie and it's not really apple pie it's more bold than that yeah well, i think spiced apple rings are it, but it's got this it has a lot of hops to balance to try to balance out that mm-hmm. malt and so it has this this bitter uh, edge to it that holds it off from being the kind of sweet bomb that uh, an apple pie would be the first sip was a little bit cold since I just pulled this guy out of the fridge I'm working on warming him up and now the aroma is boozy 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 15%. I mean, that's a lot of alcohol. It's a good aroma. I mean, it's good boozy, boozy, boozy. It's not hot. It, it's, <laughs> But yeah, now that I've warmed it up just a little bit, it's evaporating like crazy. And I mean, that is more than most wines. Yeah. I mean, this is... This... I need to take some more sips, especially now that it's warm, to tell you what it tastes like. But this is something you just kind of keep in the snifter for an hour. Yes. Take a sip here and there. This is not. This is something you cradle. This is not something you chug. Oh, but it, it's just so delicate. I mean, is delicate the right word? Nuanced. Nuanced is the word. Nuanced is a better word. It, it's so nuanced that you just kind of want to take your time and just breathe it in. Take really small sips. There's also maybe a little bit of a tobacco flavor there. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now that's warm. Yeah, that's good. It's just a, it's just a ton of barley malt in there. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think what does it taste like. It, it, the best thing I come up with is like liquid malt extract. You know, it just yeah. has that barley malt type flavor to it. And you know, like what you smell when when you get you know when you smell a, a pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, not not a cigarette, but a pipe. You know, yeah. things that, to floral smell. Probably probably like pipe tobacco unburned is mm-hmm. what it, more than more than smoke, just like the. 
the juicy, the mm-hmm. the uh, sweeter smell of pipe tobacco. English style barley wine, I, w- I would classify it as. I'm not really getting a ton of hops anymore. The malt and the malt and the alcohol is just blowing it away. And for people that know my palate, that's right up my alley. I love me an English style barley wine. And I'm liking this one an awful lot. It's a little heavy on the alcohol for me, I think. I think it doesn't need to be 15%. When you drink barley wine, you get what, you know, it's kind of what you're asking for. I guess. Um, It's not hot. It's not too alcoholic, right? I mean, does the alcohol hit you the wrong way or would you just prefer less so you don't have to? I think I'd prefer less. Because you don't want to get drunk or because there's something wrong with the flavor? Mostly because I don't want to get drunk. But, so you're not really complaining about the flavor at all? It's it's a little hot, a little bit hot, okay, but not hot enough that it's like you know I really am tasting alcohol mm-hmm. more than anything else, right? Okay, I can definitely feel the hotness there, but it's more that I prefer not to you know have one beer take me out of sobriety, like this one could if you had one bottle of oh, this. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't want to drink the whole thing. No. You, you, you'd be out. It'd be a big, it'd be a big night. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I mean, certainly, if I could get the same flavor in a lower alcohol beer, absolutely. But I'm not complaining. I, there's nothing wrong with the flavor of the 15 percent alcohol. I'm digging it. And uh, would you call it off the scale? <laughs> it's a really good <laughs> barley wine, Greg. One of the best I've had in a while. This is, of course, three guy off the scale barley wine. Dark Horse Brewing, Marshall, Michigan. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I don't think I had a single barley wine at the Great American Beer Fest. I'm pretty sure I did. Did or didn't? Did. I did. Uh, the, the very last um, the very last one, which you told me sucked, the very last session, I found actually a lot of fun. Okay. Because there were not nearly as much lines at, at the great breweries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could really just, and also everyone already been awarded their their awards, right. and so you could go around and just have all the award winning beers. I'm pretty sure I had a couple of barley wines at that session, only an ounce at a mm-hmm. time. But right, this one you could taste an ounce at a time. Yeah, this one is fine. This this one an ounce at a time is. Fine. I'm getting more bitterness now that we're wrapping this one up. It's starting to come through a little bit more. It's very good. I wish it wouldn't get the bitterness. I like it better before I was wish tasting. it wasn't higher in alcohol, but it's very, very, very good. All right, Jeff. You know what time it is. I think I know what time it is. So my number one beer was the Saison St. Clair. Just a beautiful beer. Just a, a really pretty beer. Great to behold. Great to taste. There's lots of complexity there. Lots of just. It had exactly what I wanted out of Saison, and even a little more. Really, really went well. I wouldn't go so far to say it was a wow beer, because it didn't strike me as, oh my god. But it was just extremely well constructed and very, very well done. I'm having a tough choice here for number two, but I'm going to have to go with the Founders Porter, because really well done Porter. Uh, I liked uh, the chocolate flavors. Uh, the aroma wasn't quite what I wanted, but my my nose has been a little bit off mm-hmm. all day today, so that could be what was causing it. The The taste was great. There's a lot of that chocolatey and even bitterness. 45 IBUs. It's a pretty bitter 
Porter, uh, but it had enough, plenty of maul to combat it. So third, I'd go with this off the scale. And it probably would be number two if it weren't if it were like twelve or eleven percent alcohol. Just the fifteen percent just gives me a little bit of a you know kind of. I just want to put out a cautionary note. Mm-hmm. This one is strong. This sucker, you'll feel it. Number four, and I'm not really sure which one wins, but I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, Mackinac Pale Ale. Simply because it wasn't as muddy as the Crown Jewel. The mm-hmm. Crown Jewel was just kind of like this muddy, thrown together right, thing. Right. It didn't really, didn't, it never really came together for us. So that's my order. Jeff, your turn. It's it's really hard. Top four beers, I love them all, and they're all different styles, right? So I'm trying to figure out just like how do I order these. So here's the order I'm going to start with. Hopefully, I can stick with it you know, as I get the whole way through it. I'm going to make the Founders Porter number one. Um, delicious porter. I love the full body. I love the roast and how it was so full it managed not to get astringent on me. And I like that. Number two, I'm going to make the Michigan uh, Mackinac Pale Ale. Really hit me well with the hops and the toffee and the breadiness. And it was very crisp, right? Each note played its own thing. and They weren't slurred together. Good stuff. That was a very clean beer. I enjoyed it a lot. Number three is I'm going to put the uh, the Saison St. Clair. Pretty beer. Had a little bit of funk to it. Tons of carbonation, effervescent. It's all hell. And it was just a delight to drink, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever said that before, but it was. It was just good to drink. Had some complexity to it. Made you think about it. Number four, one of the best barley wines I've had in a long time is all the way down at number four. That surprises me. It surprised me because you were, the way you were praising that, I was very surprised you put that number four. The top four are like so close. They're all excellent beers. After I said all that great stuff about the beer, the last couple of sips were kind of wearing me down a little bit. That's probably the main reason I gave it a number four. I still love it. I still think it's a fantastic barley wine. But overall drinkability... It's starting to wear me down at the it's end. a lot of alcohol. It's starting to wear me down at the end. So I, I, I penalized it just a little bit because of that. And then the last beer of the night, I'm going to put the uh, the Dragon Meat. All the beers were very crisp and clean. had very distinct notes. And the muddiness of the Dragon Meat just made it the de facto tail mm-hmm. end. We've got a couple other Dragon Meat beers. We'll try them. And uh, they're a well, well-regarded brewery. So I'm excited to try the rest of them and see if they can come back and pull themselves out of the basement. Like Rocky. Yeah, exactly. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, so that was show 145. That was our Michigan part two. Take two. Take two. We take two. Michigan there might actually be a two. Michigan part there two. There might be a part two. That was Michigan, Michigan one, take two. Yes. Uh, one of the beers we did in take one, which got lost, was the brown ale from Shorts Brewing. It was a good brown ale. It didn't knock our socks off like some of the beers that are pouring at the Great American Beer Fest, though. Strawberry Shorts Cake. Ooh. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy beer. I can't believe how they did that. It tasted like strawberry shortcake. It tasted like simple syrup and strawberries and angel food cake in, in a, a pint beer in a glass. That wasn't like cloying and awful? Yeah. How on earth? <laughs> I don't know. And they had a. They were pouring four other beers that were I mean, It's obviously not something you want a case of, but it was... No. <laughs> Kudos to Shorts. Hopefully we can try your beers on the show again. 
but we only got the, in the victory over Detroit, we only got the single short spear, and it was lost in the ether of computer bits. Technology. I'm throwing my fist up at the air for those of you who can't see, which is everybody yes. except for Jeff. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We'll be back next time with episode 146. Hopefully take one. I hope so. What show should everyone watch? Community. Community? Best new show? Absolutely. Okay, watch Community with Chevy Chase and Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse. They never say what you can't hear But when they go, they're gone for good Now it's no use Consider this your last defense Consider this your last defense 45 IBUs. There's a lot of hops in there. That's as much as is in the Rye PA. <laughs>